This is Ember. You're listening to the Ember Podcast with Roger Edwards. Well, finally, we are back. I have missed this so much. This COVID thing has been the real deal, folks. I, I tell you, this COVID outbreak hit, uh, shut down a lot of places here in the Charlotte area, including the studio here at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, which is where I record from. And then when we finally could get back in studio, for some reason, there was an issue with the internet connection here. So I wasn't able to be able to have people call in with my interviews and even recorded one show with Lisa Best. And I apologize so much, Lisa. We, the, uh, the audio was horrible with the connection in there, the other studio. So I just decided I wanted to wait till we got things fixed in here. And those were two legitimate excuses. But there's also been a lot of things going on in my own life over the last couple months. So let me let me kind of create a preface for this before I jump into recent history and kind of explain, uh, I don't know, like I said, just uh, kind of give you an introduction to where I want to go with this. And first, let me let me let me kind of uh, share about my family and my background a little bit for those who don't know me or maybe those who know me but don't know enough about me. I I grew up in a pretty normal Christian home. Many of those listening may remember uh, my mom and dad, uh, two of the best people um, you could ever know. They were both Christians who, uh, who struggled with their own personal demons like we all do. My mom, uh, started to struggle with depression and anxiety about around the time that she was diagnosed with a severe COPD. And she shared with uh, me and some of the family, uh, my sister and, and others, you know, what she was dealing with. And she, she took meds when, when she struggled with it, she took it. And there were times that she, you know, she was good and she didn't. But uh, for her, when she was going through different issues, uh, it seemed to help her out. Uh, especially with mom having all the the lung and, and heart issues, um, it, you know, when she would get um, upset, it could it could cause problems with that too. So she needed that in, in a way to kind of help calm her down. Uh, my dad uh, also, and I know this is going to surprise a lot of people. My dad also struggled with um, anxiety and depression, especially the depression part after after uh, the death of my mother. Dad's symptoms uh, were so telling. Uh, he had severe digestive issues, and uh, my sister and I, um, we labeled it stress stomach. You know, when my dad had upset stomach, you knew, okay, Dad, well, what's going on? What do you need to talk about? And of course, he he wouldn't he would share much. Let me share a little deeper about my dad and, and kind of his background. Dad grew up in a in a home with an alcoholic father, and at the age of fifteen. Uh, he saw his parents divorce back in the the late 1950s when that, that kind of stuff didn't happen as much. And again, I, I'm not throwing stones at my grandfather. I, I, I love my grandfather. He was he was good to me, but um, he, until his dying day, he struggled with alcohol and uh, never really won that battle. Uh, 
And so my dad spent much of his adult life working for my grandfather in an industry that was was dying. Uh, my dad was a typesetter. My grandfather had owned a typesetting business. His father had owned a typesetting business uh, over on the west side of Charlotte. And for those who don't know what typesetting is, typesetting is basically in today's world where we go on Microsoft Word or email or whatever, and we you know, choose the size of our font. We choose which letters of the font style. That's what typesetters did. Typesetters melted metal and formed letters and then would print them out and then send them to printers so that printers would use them on whatever they were putting together. Late 70s, early 80s, computers, of course, were coming out and they pretty much put the typesetters out of business. So my dad was trying to, uh, even though he didn't live with my grandfather, he was still kind of helping to take care of him, uh, run a dying business, and then also support and raise our family. And at the point where my sister and I kind of moved out and became adults, dad finally realized he needed to find another career, and which he did. I mean, you know, he... He jumped on it out of his own. Dad loved working on cars. It was a perfect place for him to work. About that same time, my grandmother, her, my step-grandfather, passed away, and so she decided to move down from the mountains. So Dad was helping to take care, was working, was taking care of my mother, who was sick for 15 years. He also was, you know, helping take care of my grandmother. And just... And that along that period of time, he he buried his father, he buried his brother, he he had a lot going on. And Dad and I didn't talk about it much. We just when we talked about stuff. He asked about how things were going in my life, and we talked about sports. Uh, you know, Dad wasn't one to sit around and talk about his problems. He wasn't one to share those kind of things. And I begged and pleaded with him, especially after my mom passed away, to get some counseling. At one point after uh, a relationship breakup that he had, he he made me take him to the hospital because he was so depressed. And, you know, he wanted to get some meds or something to help out with it. And one of the stipulations in in that experience was for him to to get some counseling. And he made a promise to me that he he would get some help, and he never did. So, folks, you know, I've seen firsthand the struggle with mental health. And at some point, a few years ago, I was struggling with some personal issues. Went to went to my pastor and got some counseling. And I can't tell you that the help it was in my life. It, it just was, it was, it was life-changing because of the issues that I had struggled with. Um, you know, talking to a counselor and him kind of showing me some of the things that I was dealing with and and making those evident to me and how to deal with those things and putting together a plan how to deal with it. Issues that I'd struggled with for years now, I didn't I didn't struggle with anymore. I, I don't to this day. And I'm, counseling helped me. Uh, I did not tell a lot of people about that. I didn't make that. Uh, I haven't come out and you know, shared that. But I was six months ago. I started to have some of my own issues with my stomach. Uh, I was having trouble sleeping through the night. And you know, this is somebody who had uh, you know, sleep apnea and was on the CPAP machine. Uh, for about eight months, I was sleeping like a baby. Uh, but then all of a sudden, you know, the COVID stuff hit. And I started dealing with some stress at work. And I really believe that the stress at work combined with 
what was going on with COVID, you know, because we laid off some people, was afraid about losing my job, the lack of social interaction, not being able to go out and spend time with people or do small groups at church or not having that normal outlet for me as a sports fan to, to watch and, and talk about sports with friends and also doing this podcast and the, and the other one I do and kind of made me feel lost and like my wheels were spinning in, in a deep, deep pile of mud. And so I, I started to have nightmares about gas stations running out, which that's what business I worked in. I was a dispatcher for a gas gas company. I was worried about loads not giving covered. I was worried about drivers calling out and not having enough people to get the work done. Uh, and when I would wake up about two or three in the morning, I couldn't get back to sleep. Um, I would lay in bed and stress over not being able to get back to sleep. And I know some of you may be listening and and you're saying, you know, Roger, maybe you should have prayed more or read, you know, read when you were dealing with that issue, read, read from the Bible. Folks, I tell you, during this time over the last year, year and a half, I've been praying more and reading my Bible and been deep in the word more than I ever have, even when I was in the ministry. I can't tell you, I mean, nights that I laid in bed begging, God, please, please take this away from me. Lord, help me take the stress and anxiety away. I would I would recite scriptures, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Do not worry. Do not be anxious I'm from Matthew 6. And you know, because I, I knew I was dealing with the issues of worry and trust, and I finally realized that I need to get some help. So I reached out to a counselor, and you know, we started to meet. We were meeting online, doing a Zoom, Zoom kind of thing together. And I can say this with the utmost certainty: I started to heal. I started to feel better from the moment that I made that initial appointment, even before I met with a counselor, just knowing that I was going to have somebody to talk to and maybe get some advice from and figure out how to to deal with these struggles and how to handle it. And he, he echoed what I already knew. The job was playing a huge part of it. I was dealing with a fear of failure. I was dealing with a fear of losing my job. I was dealing with a fear of losing my house that we just bought, uh, you know, letting my wife down, the weight on my shoulders was so huge. But being able to talk about this and being able to, to develop a plan and see how to handle it, it changed my life. I put together a plan of action and, and support. And I had a small handful of people in my life, some friends, some really close friends, who I shared what I was going through. And we talk and they, they, they've asked, you know, hey, how are you dealing with this? And it's, it's you know, been something I'm not, I've not been afraid to talk to, to and especially now. Because, you know, I know you're asking, like, Roger, why are you sharing this? Aren't you worried about what people are going to say about you? Aren't you, you know, worried about what people are going to think about you? Are they going to question you? I know some people are going to question maybe my spiritual strength or my manhood. You know, real men don't don't talk about sharing their feelings. Real men don't struggle with anxiety. But I, I am here to tell you that the struggle for mental health is real, folks. And it shows more strength than weakness to reach out and to get some help. Um. And if you're listening today, and maybe you or somebody you know is struggling with depression and anxiety, that's why I'm doing this, because I want you to know there's help. Uh, the last 2020 has been probably the worst year for most people in their lives. They've lost family members to this to this you know outbreak. Uh, they've lost jobs. Um, their lives have been thrown upside down and having to deal with things on a, in a different way. 
businesses have been wrecked. Uh, you know, people have, you know, companies have shut down. It's just been one thing after another. But and 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 through that, I mean, there's been so many people that have 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 been dealing with anxiety, depression, and you know, gone to see counselors, and and they're getting that kind of help, and it's and it's helping them to get through some of these difficult times. So maybe maybe you're throwing out some excuses, like you know, I don't I don't know who to get a hold of. Uh, if you go to church someplace, maybe reach out to your pastor. I, I you know, I, our church you know helps out with people who who are dealing with some of these issues, and even financially, and helping you get some appointments. You know, the first couple appointments. Um, I know there's some resources out there like someonelisten.com. That is so huge to be able to go to a website, give them your name and your number. They text you back. They set you up with a counselor. There's no other people involved. It's just you and a matter of two other people. And, and one's the counselor you're getting set up with and the person in between who's helping to set that up. You don't have to share with, with that initial person everything you're dealing with, but they just they want to make sure that you know you're not your life's not in danger and you're going to do anything crazy. Uh, they just want to make sure that you know you're okay and you're safe, and they want they offer the help to hey, what can we do to help you? What can we help you you know to do to help you get through this? And uh, and that's folks, it's some people need it, and that's and maybe you're one of them. Maybe you know somebody. Maybe you know as a parent, you've got your kids are struggling with it. Maybe maybe as a child, your parents are struggling with it, and uh, and they need help. Um, whether it's you know you being an adult and having adult parents, you know it's just it's just uh, it's a struggle, and and you can do something to get some help. You know. Uh, and again, that that was the the reason for this this whole podcast today. Uh, it's going to be a lot shorter than the normal, probably. Uh, I hope many of you have stayed on just to, to you know to really hear what I had to say, and you, you come back to you know to to do you know to listen to other podcasts, uh, you know other shows where I bring on people and we talk about what they do and how that's changed their life and what it could do maybe to change your life or the lives of other people. I've also got the podcast that I do called Mozzie through my the Point Church. Uh, I've got an upcoming episode there with Andrea Knowles, our new Kids Point director. Um, and I'm excited about that. I've got a couple other uh, irons in the fire here of people to bring on this show. And I'm announcing right now because I'm going, it's going to force me to, to get it done. Uh, my son Jordan and I are going to put together a uh, sports podcast uh and those of you who know you know know my son know that he is basically working for a scouting and analytical firm he literally gets paid to watch football all day he's the guy i go to (laughs) to get uh to get updates on what's going on and uh inside info uh, along especially in the football football realm so we decided to do show and i think we're going to call it the generation gap you know the old me being the old curmudgeon and him being the young uh, millennial and how we look at things differently uh, i'm sure there will be a constant debate over the the michael jordan lebron james issue okay because he and i we fight about that all the time but i just want to let you know again today folks that if uh if you need help and you're going through a difficult time um god loves you and God wants to take care of you. And there are people out there that he can, um, you know, that, that can help you get through this as well. And so just reach out to me either on Facebook or, or you know, contact me. Um, you can even instant message me there or through the Ember podcast uh, page link. Again, 
if you need some help, get it. And just remember, you know, God loves you and that he uh, he promises that he will help take care of you and get you through the most difficult times in your life. Have a great day and thanks for listening. <laughs>